fanficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts Christiana Ellis, Chute Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Welcome, everybody, to an evening with Yatno. <laughs> This is not NPR. <laughs> it's the Beyond the Wall bedcast. All right, let's get started. <laughs> Woo! Woo! A long-awaited episode six. I say long-awaited because we were doing fairly well on our scheduling, and then Balticon happened. Yes. And yep. That yep. happens. Well, yeah. So we were just all too busy in preparing for Balticon to do our normal slot, and uh, because the next episode is coming on up, our hand was forced. So uh, just kind of uh, informal, we're we're hanging out in a hotel room here at the Hunt Valley Marriott. Is it Marriott? Wyndham. Wyndham. That's right. I mean, Whatever. Geez. They don't need a plug. They can't, they're <laughs> kicking us out of the hotel next year. They don't get a plug. <laughs> but yeah, we're sitting around a bed. We have... Only an hour and 15 minutes to do this, so we have to be succinct. Yeah. And uh, we are talking about Unbent, Unbroken, Unbent, Unbowed, Unbroken. Unbowed, Unbent, oh. Unbroken. <laughs> so close. So close. Unbowed, it's unbowed. like Outwit, Outlast, Outplay. Yep. Survivor. <laughs> isn't, isn't every episode Survivor Edition? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's start with one of our favorite storylines. Let's just go storyline through storyline, if that's okay. Mm, sure. And let's start with, uh, with Arya. Uh, Arya's stuff was my favorite stuff out of this whole episode. I, I feel like I really had no complaints at all. Yep. I was really, I, I really liked Arya's stuff. I liked the deepening mystery of the, of the, yep. uh, the house of the undying mm-hmm. yep. or the house of the black and white, the house of the undying. Is right. Else. Yeah. That was that was the uh, in part right yeah, with the yeah, warlocks. Yeah. My mistake. House of Black and White. <laughs> yeah, these um, are the faceless men. Yes, yes, yes. It's mostly following the books. Um, even her, the game of faces mm-hmm. is like word for word from the books. There's some things that are out of order. Some things that have happened in the books that probably may it seems like are going to happen later. So I'm very happy with how it's going. It mm-hmm. seems quite logical. You see that there's a, a little tear in her between what she wants and 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 what they expect of her. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. Well, it's it's interesting because uh, first of all, I think that whole bit of her challenging. I, I guess the show mm. hasn't given her the name, but I believe it's the character that in the book is called the Waif. Yes, but the the other girl mm-hmm. who's there in the. Uh, in the house of black and white with Arya and Arya, you know, challenges her and, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to do your, your thing. But that whole story of like, well, let me tell you, this is, you know, my story. And it's this whole story that seems pretty well mm-hmm. calibrated to make Arya feel like, Oh, I can relate to you. And then have that all finish up with how much <laughs> of that was true. 
what? <laughs> yep, yep. You don't know, and that's why you're not ready yet. <laughs> and I think I think it was a, a really fun turn to the audience also, especially book readers, because book readers know the waif, and they know, you know, why she's the waif, you know, having been poisoned and stuff. So there's little kernels of that in her story, and you're like, mm. oh, so, and as I'm watching, I'm like, that's how the show is going to do it. I did not think that she was playing the lying game. <laughs> I was totally swept up, just like Arya. And then she says how much is truth and how much is a lie. And I'm like, oh. And I felt just like Arya. It was it was yeah. quite good. And I think along with Arya, I'm thinking, you know, the oh, what did they call it? The game of faces. Yeah, game of faces. So and I'm thinking, like, I think how she was, which is, I'm not supposed to be anybody. I'm supposed yeah. to be blank. I'm nobody. And mm-hmm. not even realizing what the game is. And then yeah. now, oh, oh, this yeah. is totally different. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not about necessarily really being no one, although there yeah. could be an element there. But it's the idea of, like, you need to be able to say that you are right. anybody or nobody yeah. or whoever. And that's that's how it works. So the... The idea, so then when she actually plays with uh, Jockin, and I liked how the show handled that in the sense of not having to hold the audience's hand as far as, you know, Arya telling her story and lying in key places, and he always can tell, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you know, swats her every time, it's like, and my father died in a battle. Whack! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know. It's quite good. Yeah, and so that, I think that was great. And then, of course, it also had the whole nice bit of, um, and and the hound. I left him to die because I hated him. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's what. No, I was trying to tell the truth there. And he's like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I liked that a lot, and it reminded me of our conversation last year about why did she leave him alive? Does yeah. she really hate him? Things of that nature, and it. That was really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nicely complex there, um, and then just this idea that uh, you know, again, it kind of acknowledging that, and you know, I think helping even maybe the audience a little bit, just mm-hmm. because you know it is complicated how that was all left, and so mm-hmm. having it come back up as part of her complex feelings and. Uh, but just again, the whole that whole scene of recognizing that you know even if there is the magic of whatever the way they change their faces is that the the heart of all of it is really not literally becoming nobody although that might be kind of part of it but also just this idea of need to be able to convince anybody that Mm -hmm. you are anybody else because even if you can make your face different if you're going to come in and be posing as a hedge knight from wherever or, you know, a serving girl from Pentos or whatever, mm-hmm. you need to be able to convince people that that's really what you are. If you can whatever become nobody, like. then you can become everybody. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so to have that, like, even though she doesn't, she doesn't do well when she's playing there, mm-hmm. Um, it just leads to that that scene where mm-hmm. the father brings in his dying daughter. Yep. And it, that, I thought, was also an interestingly nuanced and complex scene in the sense that certainly from how it's all presented, we can say, you know, it seems like it's a mercy mm-hmm. killing. She's also lying, mm-hmm. which 
makes it kind of a murder. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's she's I really like that because like she's lying to the girl because even though it's a mercy killing, even though the the dad is like her suffering needs to end, and even though the girl doesn't wants the pain to end, it's she, not a happy way to die. Well, she's you know, and and there's there's got to be fear there, right? Yeah. So that uh, you know, even though it's a lie, and we could certainly yeah. get into the ethics of that potentially <laughs> if we felt like that was time well spent. But more to the point, we know where Arya was coming from, and the the idea is that there's really nothing else to be done, but it's still scary. And so what Arya did was allow her to not be afraid mm-hmm. in yep. her final moments, which was really sweet. I really mm-hmm. liked it. I thought. It was a very sweet murder. Yeah. Because your father loves you. (laughs) Which is why the faceless men are there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's many reasons why people need to die. And most of them, I'm assuming, are not assassinations. Well, I think, yeah, like the House of the Black and White, this is something that the show has only touched on lightly. But the idea is that just basically this, when people for whatever reason, feel like they just can't go on, but what's the way to do it where it's peaceful, it's not painful, it's it's a serene environment, you know, you, you just feel like you can just can just let it go there. Yep. And All the so, gods are there, pick one. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of the service that they provide, and then, you know, sometimes it's a little grayer, but uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, the you know, it's it's the sort of thing where it it's definitely a mercy, but also it was kind of an opportunity for uh, for Arya to to practice that. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm telling you a story that we know is not true, and you know they're watching, and it's like, oh well. Yeah. The the tacit implication being like, okay, you did a good job there, so now. You get to see the hall of faces. I feel like in the House of Black and White, you know, they they really treat death as a gift. You know, and whereas so many places people see death <laughs> as a horrible thing. Yeah, I'm and sorry. you're thinking of Buffy right yes. now too. Death but that is, is my thing. It's like death <laughs> is your gift. And oh yeah, we gotta have, you know, Arya covered in mud with white paint on her telling people that death is your gift. Um yeah. and uh I have no problem with Buffy and Arya being in the same boat. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. So um, let's go on to uh, Tyrion mm-hmm. and um, Jorah. Is there anything Jorah. about the room? The room with the faces? Oh. I, it, creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that. That was pretty creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> and I'm guessing those are masks from the corpses that they took or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to ask the question of, how much magic and how much trickery is involved mm-hmm. in what the faceless men do. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we've, we've certainly never seen them treat it like it's a mask that they're just wearing. Yep. And it certainly would be a pretty impressive mask if that is what they're doing. But like the times that we've seen, you know, I guess it's really only Jack and that we've yeah. seen mm-hmm. do a change, but we've seen that twice and it, it's, it's portrayed mm-hmm. like it is just a complete, Transformation, Magic. yeah, yeah. Either, either transformation or illusion, whichever right. one is really happening. Yeah. But uh, um, certainly, 
it it is interesting to contemplate all of those faces in the hall and wonders like are they masks right because the question was what do they do with the bodies and they take (laughs) them down there and and you know certainly if they're so i got the impression that it's it's almost kind of just like the uh, a database yeah that's what i was thinking i'm like there there are a bunch (laughs) of templates yeah. yeah, you know, it's like pick who you want. It's funny you were talking about we've only seen it happen with Jacqueline, and I'm like, no, 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 we saw it with the other guy. Oh wait, that was Jacqueline too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the faces were it was creepy. I I definitely dug it. I mm-hmm. like the way that they're presenting it because they're not explaining it, right? And they're not going too deep into it. It just is. And in my fan head canon, there's a lot more science at play than magic but it's one of those things that this science is so advanced that it appears to be magic mm-hmm. you know so any any further yeah. thoughts Juch? no um i mean you know my guess is that the bodies were used in somehow for their transformation yeah. so i guess that would prove to be true we just don't know how it works yep. and the immediately thing i thought saw was dr who because the, <laughs> the library episode with the faces yep and the, and the, and the heads in the jars and yeah and we can now have a whole futurama thing like oh, whose right. job is it to feed them with the fish yeah. food you know <laughs> so Tyrion and jorah yeah this is very different mm. but that's fine <laughs> it's a whole yeah. new world well so we got these guys they're on foot now um due to having lost their boat and yes. apparently swimming quite a distance as far as we can tell <laughs> but that's last episode so no no worries there but um at least having suffered some misfortune together and um it being a little bit more active like you know Jorah can't just keep Tyrion tied up anymore because mm-hmm. they have to be able to walk they're actually able to talk a yeah. little bit more with each other um and then and then we get that great scene of Jorah finding out about his father. Yeah. I mean, oh, that yeah. was, that was fantastic yeah. because of course, you know, he doesn't know anything. How would he have heard, right? He knows nothing. And, the, and he's talking to somebody who not only knows, but has recently talked to his father, you know, and it yeah. is, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, Tyrion talking about the respect he had for, the old bear. Gior, yeah. And mm-hmm. and then it, it's what is it? Uh and then he's like, How do they say it? We shall never see his like again. And then you see this wave of realization go through Jorah's mind, and he's just like, Wait, what? Oh, wait, that means oh and, and there's like all these complex emotions. it was just mm-hmm. it was fantastic, and I just yeah. loved it. Oh, it's uh and it it's nice to see those two getting along a little bit more you know even if it's kind of reluctant and and forced but just it's it's like so often when you have two characters where you sort of just feel like you guys could just get past whatever this bs you got going on is you two could really be good allies if you would just chill out for a second um yeah it reminds me of uh like when uh, it was uh Tyrion and Sansa had been married previously back in King's Landing and you're just sort of feeling like we get why this is awkward, but boy, you two, if you just combine forces and act together <laughs> as a team, you know, even if there's no romance, could you imagine? There, right? And maybe we should save this for the panel, but could you imagine if 
Tyrion and Sansa had gotten along and they did join forces, like, what might have happened? Well, I oh. feel like they were on their way there if the yeah. Red Wedding hadn't happened. Yeah. Fan yeah. fiction, telling you. I, <laughs> I want it. I want it. Yeah, so, uh, of course, the downside of Jorah and Tyrion getting so buddy-buddy is that they're not paying attention. Gwen's like, hey, look, it's a ship. Oh, it's probably a slaver ship, and it's so close yeah. to shore that there's probably... Oh, hi, fellas. <laughs> uh, whoops. Yeah, that's not great. Um, but, you know, just also this idea of slavery is a little different than what we usually think of. I think, you know, when we talk about slavery in American history versus the slavery that's going on in Essos, it's because it's like, how did they end up as slaves? Well, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And guys with swords said, Hey, come with us. Yep. Yeah. It's not, it's not a whole subjugated people. It's anyone. Yeah. You know, it's, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. We're in an area where there is no law. You're now my slave. And if we go to a place where slavery is legal, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And it's like, if you perhaps have some rich relatives who would like to buy your freedom, we would right. be happy to contact them for you. <laughs> no. no? All right. To the galley. Mm -hmm. And once you're <laughs> tattooed, even if you are freed, you're tattooed, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, depending on which slaver it is. Well, I think the, pro the problem yeah. in this case is that, you know, like neither Tyrion nor Jorah would have their situation improved if they actually said who they were. Nope. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's why they can't. I, yeah. I suspect you could probably avoid the tattoo if you said, I am the son of a lord. This is who you need to contact. Yep. They will pay my ransom. You might be able to not get the tattoo in the meantime if they believe you. Right. But in this case, neither Tyrion and Jorah can't do that because no. like anyone who they could actually tell would want them to die so right. <laughs> um and um uh if if they told them who Tyrion is they're like oh the queen wants you sure well, well and not only that she only wants your head yeah you don't exactly. she, you don't need to, we don't really need to return you <laughs> alive we can save you on food in the meantime yeah. but Tyrion yeah. is very smart in thinking yeah. well I'm my cock is worth nothing unless uh you can prove it to me. And I love, and I knew this is where it was going. As they're talking, you can hear the lines in your head coming up. And it's like, well, it'll be a dwarf's cock. And, you know, it'll be the same size as everything else. Oh, trust me. <laughs> yes, not. again. Yes, again. Which tells us all, right. by the way, <laughs> quite a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, definitely some very quick thinking on Tyrion's part. And... You know, I, I, I know my first reaction was to, to kind of be thinking, it's like, well, like, couldn't he be trying to make the case that he, you know, just like what he knows was worth more? But at the same time, he probably realized quicker than I did that those guys don't care yeah. about any of that. They only care about, like, what can we make in yeah. the short term with money? And they're not looking at anything long term at all. It's And so, um, and and basically he's saying, like, if they keep me alive, I have more time to talk to them and maybe persuade them of other things right. in the short. Like they were about to slit my throat right here and right yep. now. So now I need to just stop them from doing that. I feel like in the books, like he'd be doing backflips and juggling as distraction and getting something going on, because in the books, he he, he can do all this acrobatic stuff. Mm. And it's pretty mm -hmm. wild. And it's actually a, a little subplot in his storyline. 
Um, yeah. Although I think that's I, not in the show at all. I think I read somewhere once though that uh, Martin said if there was one thing he kind of regretted putting into Tyrion's storyline is the acrobatic stuff, just really? because it really doesn't make any sense. Like oh. how like, <laughs> dwarf jester stereotype. Well, and also <laughs> just like like why would he mm-hmm. have that skill? Like, well, I mean, he explains it, but it, yeah, yeah but I, I can see that. I just, I really like how he worked with it because he then ties yeah. it into things that are not in the show, yeah. um, which yeah. is, but anyway, so it, I thought that was really good. I also really like, he's talking up Jorah and Jorah's like, they're like, oh, that's Torny fighting. That's nothing. He's like, I killed a Dothraki blood rider. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, wait, you did, you did what? <laughs> oh, even okay. Tyrion's impressed. So, so Jory gets impressed by Tyrion's wit and, and Tyrion's suddenly like, Whoa. <laughs> um, I liked that uh, Tyrion almost had to talk um, Jorah into, uh, like, hey, you might want to speak up for yourself here, dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you want to help me save your life? <laughs> exactly. It's a good thing those marine fighting pits are open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Daenerys. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's let's go on um, to King's Landing or or uh, Doran. Well, do we want to go towards something happy or something not so happy? <laughs> well, so obviously the three storylines we have left to talk about: Doran, Winterfell, and King's Landing. King's Landing, yeah. So. Winterfell is the one that's less fun. Do you guys want to get <laughs> to that first so we're not ending on that note? I mean, sure. the, the yeah. episode ends on that note, but yeah. I didn't like that. Let's, so. let's yeah. do it that way. All right. All right. Let's, let's get to Winterfell then. Get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear this, just fast forward a bit. Um, I don't know how long, but do, do, yeah. fast forward a bit. Um, it's perfectly fine not to listen, mm-hmm. but we feel it needs to be discussed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's upsetting, and so like anyone who feels like they're just not up for it, that's that's fine. Yeah, and uh, but you know that you know we're here to talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about something that's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like before we, so did, I'm trying to remember. Did we get more scenes than just Santa and Miranda with the bath, and then the wedding and all? I think or, that was it. Yeah. So we did start though with Miranda coming up and give you know yes. doing, giving mm-hmm. Sansa the bath and then basically trying to scare her with the and it was a good scene I really enjoyed that scene because you know Sansa's just sitting there and she's processing everything and then finally she's like how long have you loved him yeah <laughs> and you get the this is the woman that Peter Baelish has been training right she has grown a backbone. She is learning to play the game. And I got yeah. really excited during that scene. Well, right. Because there's this whole element of Sansa is saying, okay, on the one hand, the information you're you're saying, if I believe you, is certainly yeah. scary. But also, why would you be telling me this? Yep. Yeah. Because you're trying to scare me. Why? Mm-hmm. And she figured it out. And so she's in this position where she has had some experience and some training to be able to recognize sometimes you have to look past the words that somebody is saying and try to get at like why mm-hmm. why are they saying this why are they doing this and mm-hmm. then when you can get at what's really going on 
then you can just cut past all of that red tape that they're trying to set up for you. And um, in this case, she's basically just saying, look, you know you can't do anything to me. And so you're trying to scare me? Well, I'm here to marry Ramsey. Maybe that's what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And guess what? My house. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I love I love how Sansa's always like, This is my home. This mm. is my home. And I I was rallying for that. Yeah. yeah. And let's move on to the wedding. Even in the wedding, I mean in the in the books, the Jane Poole, who they were pretending was Arya, was crying and weeping and begging for Reek to help her, but mm -hmm. Arya is standing strong. Or Santa. Sorry, sorry, Sansa, thank you. Mm -hmm. Is standing strong. And by the way, her wedding dress. And that cloak were spot on. Absolutely loved them. Well, and refuses to let um, Theon take her arm, yep. even though that right. was Ramsay's specific instructions. Yep. He just says, and he's oh, like, that was it. Ramsay the... will punish me. And she, yep. she's like, I don't care. <laughs> How is that my problem? Right. <laughs> you have yet to bring up to attention anything that concerns me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a. Good? Yeah. yeah. Huh. You burned you my, brothers. my brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we forgot there was that scene between Reek and, and Sansa when he comes to get her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, essentially it's, it's, we kind just discussed what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and yeah, she doesn't let him hold her hand. She doesn't care about any of that. She holds her head held high. She says the words. Um, I was kind of hoping like in my head, I'm thinking of Princess Bride and I'm like, Please just go through it without her have to, having to actually say it. You know, <laughs> you didn't say it; it didn't happen. You know? Oh my god! Because when you just said Princess Bride, now I was suddenly imagining the the nightmare secret wedding yeah. in Princess Bride, where boo, the boo, oh, right. boo, Queen <laughs> of Refuge. And, and I was just thinking that the, the old lady who said the North remembers you have yeah. friends, and she's like, "Not anymore, because <laughs> you're marrying a bone." <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, that would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been horrible. Um, but yeah, you know, like so, like I think, you know, those scenes were continuing what we've seen yeah. from Sansa's arc since the end of last season, which is her kind of stepping up and starting to take more responsibility yep. for what's mm -hmm. happening to her and try to assert more agency, even when others are trying to take it away. Yeah, And so her going through with this and maintaining her composure and just doing the wedding and not being like a crying mess or something like that. That's very good wedding. for her story. Yeah. And, but of course, you know, I think everyone knows kind of where we're going yeah. is that like, that's one of the reasons that I was so disappointed with the way they ended the episode. I just felt like it, they torpedoed all of yeah. that growth. I don't think that. You know, us saying, talking about all of her growth, I don't think she would have been able to avoid being raped, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it would have played out different. You know, yeah. when, when he tells Reek to stay, I'm, I'm waiting for her to say, no, leave. Mm -hmm. I am the wife, leave. You know, this is my home. And well, what I was hoping for, uh, what I would have liked yeah. to see just, so like, I've been, you know, I've been thinking a lot about kind of what was my objection here because I think a lot of people who are kind of defending the show in total yeah. it, are basically saying well what do you expect like you know you lead to this situation with yeah. this marriage mm -hmm. who Ramsey mm -hmm. is it's like how could it have gone any other way and I'm thinking well 
they're they're writing the show. They can make yeah. it go whatever way they want. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so just because and uh, and it doesn't have to just all be about how does this scene be different. Well, they could have they could have had the storyline stretch out a little bit longer. Maybe Ramsey is off taking Deepwood Mott or something, and that's why they can't do the wedding yet. And it's just like they could do it any way they want. Absolutely. But even if we want to just talk about, let's say everything else is the same and it's just this scene that's different. Let's imagine what if after talking to Miranda, Sansa is thinking, okay, well, I'm getting a better sense of who Ramsey is and he's a scary guy. But if he likes Miranda who acts that way, maybe I should try to act that way with him. Mm -hmm. And whether it's successful or not, exactly. even if he ends up seeing through it and doing it anyway, at least she did something. Yeah. Whereas this scene as it is now takes all of this growth where she's trying to take her power back in all these previous scenes and just takes that all away again. And it's like so somebody wrote scene. it from, from two seasons ago. Yeah. They wrote two seasons Sansa into the scene, whereas it's a completely different person. And again, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, 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 you're not, I'm not saying that it's not rape. That's the thing mm-hmm. that I want to make clear because everyone's like, well, she didn't say no. no I don't freaking care. It's unambiguous. Yeah, my my favorite before. is I'm getting people t- saying that uh, it in that there is no legal definition of rape in that kind of a society. And since they're married, it's not, I don't care. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Arguing about the legalistics yeah. or semantics just, is uh, stupid. Because because she is clearly in a situation that she doesn't want to be in. She's yes. going through with something she has to do in order to avoid worse consequences. She doesn't want to do it. She's forced into that situation. And while theoretically she could have screamed and struggled and said mm-hmm. no, and she didn't, that doesn't make it a different situation. Yeah, exactly. And so, but like, I don't honestly even see why anyone would bother having that conversation. I don't see any value in that. I don't get it either, but it's, I'm seeing it a lot. But what the way that scene was framed, and this is really the biggest reason I have a problem with it personally, is that the scene was framed to have us see the impact of what's happening on Theon. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the way the scene is presented is that it's not even about her. It's not even about Ramsey. It's about Theon having to watch and whatever that's going to do to him inside. And so I just felt like the trope of having a female character be raped in order to motivate a male character is like one of the most problematic tropes in all of pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And they just walked right into it. Yep. Especially after having dealt with this issue kind of awkwardly last season. Yeah. So doing it again just makes me think they haven't learned anything. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next time. Maybe they've got some secret plan. They're going to turn this around somehow. And we're going to say, oh, well, okay, because it led to this, that's more interesting. But the way they left it, they didn't have to end the episode on it. Oh, God, They didn't have to present it the way they did. They should have ended the episode on Marcella in Dorne. That would have been a great ending. There was a number of things that would have been great endings. We could have ended with Marjorie being taken into custody along with Loras. They could have ended with Arya in the house of the Hall of the Faces. There's lots of things that they could have ended the episode on. But they ended it on this one. And again, it's like, I don't tend to want to be cynical about this stuff, but it's clear that it's intended for shock value. and, And it worked. 
And so there's lots of people who are trying or defending the show by yeah. just basically saying, well, like, what show you've been watching? It's been had had stuff like this all along. And I'm saying, well, yes, but I didn't really like it when they did it before no. either. And this it's, is just another instance of that. And again, it's more than just it's more than just the fact that it's a rape. It's why they used it, how yeah. they constructed it. As you said, this trope is horrible. Yeah. And um, the fact that they w took something that they were doing that was really good. And I feel like it's trashed right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And again, I hope that they redeem it somehow. I hope that this is something that I can mm -hmm. just strike from my head cannon, but well, I don't know. As an example of yeah. from the show's past, very first episode with Drogo and Daenerys, yeah. that was upsetting. Yeah. But what the show eventually did with it made it interesting because it gave Daenerys an arc that allowed her to sort of take her power back and then yeah. meet with Drogo as equals, which ended up being better for both of them. In the long run, there was other stuff going on that was a problem. Right. But at least in that yeah. part of the story, it did kind of redeem what was an upsetting first scene yep. and so this is a serialized show and maybe they're going to turn it around but just based on how they handled it last season i don't have a lot of hope that they're going to yeah. turn it around and yeah. so i'm i'm disappointed with the show i'm not shocked yeah. and offended the way some people are and i don't want to deny anyone else yeah. their reaction but at least for me it's more just a matter of i'm disappointed because this seems like the path of least resistance lowest common denominator most cliche possible mm -hmm. way that they could have handled this storyline. And Absolutely. I'm really disappointed in how that ha they handled yeah. it. And, and it was very, very effective. I mean, it's upsetting had, in the way they intended. It was absolutely horrifying, upsetting to me. The mm -hmm. whole episode was, was going to be a 10 rating. Like they were hitting all these points and all these great things were happening. And I was sitting there shocked and horrified. And I had all those feelings like, okay, so there's reek and, and he's going through this and, I'm expecting, you know, he's going to kill Ramsey, that that's uh -huh. going to be his breaking point. And that was my sus suspicion that the next episode will open with him breaking and they'll just jump right into him doing something. I don't know that they'll do it. And it doesn't make it right <laughs> just because it had an emotional impact. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the right because they like you said, they could have had that emotional impact in so many other ways. Yeah. Well, like even if like. It, like my suggestion that Santa maybe tries to take a little mm -hmm. bit more agency. Like even if what happened is that she tried and Ramsey was just too much, like he yeah. saw yeah. through her because she really was and actually scared her for it. and, and then he goes through it anyway, but she did something about it. And I think even that would have made a big difference for me because just like, although we can understand how scared she would be, I just felt that they had been building something with yep. her character that they just yeah. threw away in that scene. And it was really disappointing. Like I agree. Marjorie was raised and was ready for that situation. Mm -hmm. Sansa yeah. was not equipped yeah. to deal with it. So again, it's not like, it's not that it's unrealistic for mm -hmm. it to happen the way that it did, but the show is also not a show about reality. Right. It's, yeah. it's a show about a fantastical universe with dragons mm -hmm. and frozen zombies and stuff like that. And so on a certain level, it's like, are we watching the show for realism? Is that right. what people watch Game of Thrones for? Not me. No, right. no, not at all. And so in the book, and, and here's another thing. Um, so in the books, what happens is actually worse. That's true. What ha and, and I feel that, that this needs to be said. 
because Reek is not watching. Well, do we and need to get into the details? No, I'm not going to get into the details. Okay. I, but <laughs> I, will, I will be diplomatic. Don't yeah. worry. We're seeing it through Reek's perspective. Yeah. It's not Sansa. It's actually somebody who is completely fragile and has yeah. been begging him for help this entire time. Like, they've mm. had more than a week. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's had pity for her. And instead of just watching, he's forced to participate and to initiate. Yeah. Mm. And that is so much worse. And that is what brings, and it's the same thing. It's what brings him about to even come up with the possibility of defying Ramsay. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not the only thing, but it's one of the things. And... So the trope is still there in the books, yeah. but it's it's different and it's nuanced. And there are some things that can happen in a book when you're reading it in prose that is not going to work on screen. And we have yeah. said that before and that this is one of them. People yeah. have said, well, nobody was upset about this. Well, yes, we were. We were upset yes. about other things. We were all upset about yeah. Theon's, Theon's uh, torture, torture. Like, the anyone... killing of babies, mm-hmm. all yeah. of the rape. This is bad stuff. And but this scene was just wrong and as i think as chooch said before there were so many there were so many high points there were so many high points that it was a it was a pretty good episode and then this was i mean there there were some other negatives but this scene was such a stinker that i am not gonna be rating this very high yeah me neither um (laughs) <laughs> especially because i mean just like they they ended on it and it's just like that's that's yeah. the well and again on the one hand it's it's one thing to tell a story that's a good story where bad things happen in it but sometimes you get the feeling that it's no longer about serving the story it's about let's come up with something to really jab the on right yep and yep. that's what this felt like. This didn't feel because again, it's not about what happened. It's about how it happened. Yep. Like they could have done this beat in the story. And if they felt like this is absolutely what they needed to happen for the rest of the story, they still could have done it differently. Yep. Absolutely. Like what if it was even just a fade to the black, fade to black sort of thing? I don't, yep. I would have liked that better too in this context. What if it just stopped at no week stay and then the door shuts? Yeah, and it's right. left to our creepy imagination, which is actually yeah. even better, yeah. you know. And I'm sorry, but has there ever been two people having sex in this show that wasn't doggy style? <laughs> There's been a few reverse cowgirl. Um, I when? Mean, I, and I, I think yeah, also one of the sense. one of the things that I've I've heard brought up too that's just maybe worth saying briefly is that. You know, when people talk about, like, why are people okay yeah. with the violent stuff or, like, Theon's torture, say, but not okay with this? And I'm saying, well, for one, it's different because in our real world, we don't have people getting skin flayed off their finger very often. Mm-hmm. It's not something that a lot of people have personal experience with that they're really having to deal with. Yeah. Rape and sexual assault happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is a real thing that lots of people have real experience and real What is it? One about. in four women yeah. will have experienced it at some point in their right. life. So that is a huge number. If I may step in. Hi, this is Viv. If I can say for a second, um, 
Those are reported numbers. Yeah, that's just reported. Yeah, that's, but that's it's one in four of reported. Of reported. Yeah, not and only... we're not just talking women either. No. Mm -hmm. There are many men yeah. that have to suffer this as well, and this is and so that's it's too real, right? And that's that's I think where the difference comes in. Why it's different? Because on the one hand, if we wanted to objectively say about two real people. One person is tortured for months and months and months and have things amputated and skin yeah. flayed off and everything. That's awful. That's, of course, is terrible. But a thing is, like, that is kind of, it's on the, the fiction side. It feels mm -hmm. like we're watching a made-up story. But something like this starts to come back onto this side of the television screen and starts to feel, for a lot of people, I think, like it can remind them of things that have really happened to them mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, not a lot of people I think have really had torture for months and months. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I can tell you from personal experience, not naming names, but we have lost a viewer and a listener because of that. And there, there, you know, there are people who have dealt with torture and they left because of it. Mm -hmm. And now, granted, that's not skin flaying. That's not getting their, you know, penis cut off. But if if we're totally fine with, oh, you know what? This is messing with your PTSD. Mm -hmm. Good. Take care of that. Why is it not yeah. okay for us to deal with that when it comes to something that's even more prevalent? Yeah. Just a quick a thing that I'm going to throw in real, is that we have talked about all of the rapes. We have talked about, yep. you guys mm -hmm. have already said this. Please feel free to delete this, but... We've talked about all of this stuff on previous mm -hmm. episodes, and I think we've all been very clear on our disgust and rage on it. And yep. yeah. if you want, I think that that's it, it with, without wanting to go and belabor another rape, you know, mm -hmm. episode, they, they can go to those, those episodes and they can listen to them and hear our opinions. If yeah. Like interpretation. our, our previous record is, is on there. And in fact, complaining about the Theon torture was a running thing because yeah. it spread that whole season. And, and I think you, if you go back and listen to those episodes, you're going to hear us getting progressively more frustrated that the show is spending that much time on it. Mm -hmm. You will hear us talk in season one about how hard it was to watch the, the call of the bastards. I mean, yeah. The, and even Daenerys is Daenerys is. I remember us talking about that because again, it in the yep. books, it's portrayed as much more tender than that. Yeah. And so for them to have made it, forced like they did in the show was a little disappointing and upsetting and we talked about that at the time yep yeah now so it had a reason and had a payoff and well and so maybe this will too <clears throat> i mean we'll have to see but it just you know where i'm at right now is i'm going to continue watching the show and give them that chance but it's and and i'm not going to stop yeah. watching it regardless but based on how they handled this issue last season with jamie and cersei I don't feel like they get what people are actually yeah. complaining about. Well, and the thing that really bothers me is between last season and this season, the person who directed that, the person who said that that scene was not rape is no longer with the show. And the two showrunners have changed their mind. And when they saw the final scene, they said, you know what? We were looking at other dailies and you're right. It, this was wrong. And they have come about face on that topic and so I was kind of hoping for more. Mm -hmm. And then this comes and I'm like, no, that's not an excuse. That's just spin you're putting on it. And you guys still don't get it. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, you know, 
I had the story thing happening where I was really getting into the story they were trying to tell. And then they pulled out the rug out from my under my feet. And then there's this narrative of the behind the scenes stuff. And it's like, no, that was all, that was all bullshit. You know, mm -hmm. you really don't care. And so that, that's yeah, my it's, hard. it's such a thorny issue. There's so many different aspects. And yes, particularly right. with this discussion, when you have people, you have so many people that are taking story issues and then you have people who are taking political issues and then yeah. people taking personal issues. And even like story wise, I don't know, I guess most of that, the discussion's irrelevant. It depends on which discussion you're having. Are you having a story yeah. discussion? Are you having a society discussion or whatever? Yeah. And it all gets jumbled and mixed it up. Does, like, it does. I wasn't agreeing people saying from a story. Sansa was just, like you said, she's starting to get some agency. She's like, this is my home. I'm not going to be intimidated. And that's mm -hmm. all taken away. Well, that's not, doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's, it can sucks. be part of the story. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and I she thought. she has a setback in her. That was important that she yeah. had that setback and, you know. It Life just, isn't a straight journey and all that. It just felt so abrupt, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it felt like, it felt like, and I said this before, it felt like they were writing the wrong Sansa in that scene. Mm -hmm. It was not the same Sansa from the scene before. So again, because it's a serialized show, yep. maybe we'll see where yeah. it goes from here and we'll, we'll retroactively feel like, okay, well, we didn't like it at the time, but now that we see where it went, we kind of forgive it somewhat. Yeah. And we can still say we didn't maybe like how it was left us in that episode, but we can say as a part of the story, we understand now what they're doing better. Yep. But I just think that they handled it poorly and I wish that they had handled it a different yeah. way, even if they were determined that this is what was going to happen in the story, mm -hmm. which we should also point out to everybody again, they've already changed from the books. They could have changed it to whatever they wanted. Yeah. They did it, not exactly. have, nobody had to tell the story in this way. Yep. This is what they chose. And so there's no, so I don't buy any of the excuses of like, well, this is what would happen. I'm saying bullshit. It's a story. Right. <laughs> there, It's fiction. They are writing the story. It can be whatever they want it to be. Yeah. Yep. So, but at the same time, I think where the, the discussion has gotten heated online is when people start making accusations to each other about yeah. their subjective opinions because anyone who saw this and was sufficiently upset that they feel like they don't want to watch the show anymore, or they want to even just take a break from it. Like that's totally fair. That's, mm -hmm. that's a legit reaction. It's just a TV show. People can either watch or not watch. That's yeah. not a big deal. <laughs> and if a website decides they don't want to cover it anymore, you know what? That's okay too. Websites are not forced to cover everything. They can cover whatever they want. That's the whole yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. But we also should probably, even in our criticism, like, and I'm not, we don't, I'm, we haven't done this today, but like anyone who's criticizing should also probably stop short of implying that anyone who doesn't feel the same way is somehow wrong. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Everyone is right to their own opinion mm -hmm. and, feelings and their reactions. own experiences. Cause that's my reaction to this scene is going to be different uh, from your reaction to someone else's. You know, everyone has their own experience because we've lived different lives. Yeah. And there, that is completely fine. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, there are some people who are 100% wrong, but I'm not getting into that. <laughs> there are some people yeah. that I have gotten statements from and I look at them like, oh, you are just wrong and out of touch with reality. Yeah. But that's fine. That is completely fine. And that, that, that I think, I think we have discussed this yeah, well, quite a bit. We're also uh, coming up on yep, the time that we have yeah. to be finishing. So, so we have two more storylines to talk about. 
is, is yeah and we will get through these so let's well, okay go ahead let's just leave this topic yes, and move I, on to I the think next topic it. absolutely which i think is king's landing yeah we, yeah so mm-hmm. Is it is it Littlefinger first or Lady Olena first? Um, well, I, I don't remember what hap- yeah. order it happens in. Well, let's go ahead and just cover Littlefinger. Okay. It's interesting that he was so apparently forthright mm-hmm. with Cersei because, given what we had heard him say to you know to Sansa and to Bruce. Bolton, and you know it seemed like okay, well, yeah, I've got to go back and talk to Cersei so she doesn't know what's up. But for him to go back and just say, oh, yeah, I've got Sansa. She's up there. Yep. Um, is interesting and unexpected. Um, my, I have a take on that and mm-hmm. what I think is going on, but I'm interested in what you guys think. It's so hard to tell. We know he's lying. <laughs> just don't his know lips are moving. Who he's lying <laughs> to and why. That's how you know the little finger's lying. Mm-hmm. His lips are moving. Yeah. Um, I... I feel like everyone's getting part of the truth and he really does have this contingency plan going on, but no one has his loyalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of the best lies have a kernel of truth in them. So it's it's definitely there. Um, it did make me go when he said when he said that Sansa was there, it did make me wonder, like this. I felt like. I've been feeling that Littlefinger has Sansa as his toy and that she is his possession. Mm. And it surprised me that he would be so forthright with the fact that he has Sansa up in Winterfell that it made me wonder, am I just holding on to that because of what I feel is going on in the books? And am I not reading the situation correctly? And so it really made me go, huh? So that's my answer. My answer is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I just think he's such a smart guy he has to know that Lannister days are numbered Cersei's being crazy mm-hmm. and She's there's no real benefits to aligning with them unless it's a trick to get other things he wants so my take on this is coming from my uh, my enthusiasm for the TV show Survivor uh-huh. It is a very common strategy on Survivor for someone to make alliances with everybody so that they have options no matter what goes down. And I think that's what Littlefinger is doing, is he's set up so that, well, hey, Sansa is loyal to me, so if Stannis comes down and takes Winterfell, I can say, well, I'm her uncle by marriage now. We're a team. We were waiting for you. Yeah. You know, we were forced into this situation, but we we had hope all along because we knew that you were going to come and save us. Whereas if the Boltons repel Stannis and Stannis is out of the picture, it's like, well, Sansa's in now. She's married to this guy. We'll have to figure out how to deal with the Boltons, but at least we're in. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've got a connection there. We're allies-ish. Um, and then likewise... God forbid something gets a fire stirred up under the uh, the Lannisters and they mm-hmm. manage to to make something happen. Well, hey, he still got the in there. He told he told Cersei what was going on. She gave him carte blanche to bring the Knights of the Vale out and do whatever he wants with them. So maybe his whole thing is getting sort of 
Iron Throne's permission to bring out the army of the Vale and do whatever he sees fit with them. Yep. Um, and so I think what he is doing is he's just trying to set it up so that he's got an end no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I see that. There's, it's a quite a good strategy. I I really think he's he is uh, quite savvy and he is going to be on the winning side no matter what happens. Yeah. See, because the thing is. There is a possibility that Cersei mm. might find out that Sansa is up there. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Right? She's got her sources too. Somebody's going to talk. You can't right. have Sansa in Winterfell without and so Littlefinger by way. telling her gets to be the one who told her. Yeah. yeah. Thus, she's well. He he's the one that told me when all mm-hmm. of you were keeping it secret. Yeah. And so that you know, as of you know, and of course. He's leaving out the bit of like, oh yeah, it was me personally that yeah. spirited her out she of the landing that and out. specifically helped uh, Olena to arrange the death of Joffrey. I'm going to leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the idea that uh, you know he gets to be the one to tell her, and it's again like in Survivor, sometimes it's like you've got a hidden immunity idol. You say, well, hey, guess what, dude? I've got an idol, and I'm sharing that information right. with you so that you'll trust me. And I'm going to kind of sort of imply that maybe I would use this idol yes. to help you, but I'm going to hang on that to it for now. And so <laughs> I think that that's, that's what Littlefinger's got going on. I, I think so, too. Yeah. All right, so Elena comes back to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. She tries her best. Uh, she tries her the, to pretty much repeat what she did with Tywin. Yeah. That's the whole attitude I felt. Like yeah. she was going to, and she's like, this girl is just not playing yeah, ball. The, I think the problem is she's just recognizing like this is too personal with yep. Cersei. She's not going to listen to reason here. Yep. She is mm-hmm. crazy. I have ideas of what's going on in Elena's head, but I do not want to say them right now. Yeah, well, and I think she is definitely the the reason that Cersei has been able to outmaneuver people mm-hmm. is because she is she is playing so loose. Mm-hmm. She's just not holding anything back and everybody else is just not used to that kind of lashing out you know they're used to the subtle intrigue in the court dance and the right. game and everything whereas suddenly cersei is just flinging stuff all over the place and mm-hmm. everyone's just like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> and you know but i will actually say you know like i did not like this storyline in the books and i don't really like it in the show yeah. I don't object to it the way that we talked about with, you know, like the Sansa scene and all of that. So I'm not, you know, complaining, but it's also just not something I'm especially enjoying watching in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, it's just like, it, this storyline doesn't do it for me. It makes me uncomfortable. And uh, again, it's like, I'm not going to say anyone else should feel the same way, but I'm I'm not into it. I kind of want this storyline to be finished and for them to move in on. In the books, I like the storyline simply because we're getting it from one character's perspective and mm-hmm. you can see stuff going on through that character's perspective. Mm-hmm. The thing I don't like about it in the show is that it's all based on Loris being gay instead of Marjorie being promiscuous. Yeah. What I will, I, see, I actually, I'm not so much uncomfortable with that specific element yeah. of it necessarily because I think that the way they're simplifying, yeah, because in the in the books it was this whole messy. Thing it's very involves like ten yeah. other people, yeah. And <laughs> so I think that the way they have condensed it to implicate both Loras and Marjorie 
yeah. in that way, I think is actually, I'm pretty impressed with how well they have condensed down the spirit of what's going on without having to deal with all of those other yeah. messy little bits. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, as we're talking about this, this is coming through to me. In the books, when all this is happening, Loris is away yeah, fighting. Yeah. And so he's not even there. Yeah. So I guess they have to implicate Loris in order for him not to be able to stand up and save his sister and, and have a rebellion of his own. Yeah. So, all right, you've convinced me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I agree. This whole part isn't my favorite. Yeah. The, it seems like it's kind of like just die already as far as <laughs> their rule in King's Land. Yeah. Clearly falling apart and and I don't necessarily have to watch it. Yeah, well, and and the thing is, too, that one of the things that because the shoe that hasn't dropped, and I don't, this is not spoilery. This is this this is yeah. the show's stuff. We know what Lancel knows about Cersei, mm. and we know he's all up in there with the sparrows. So what's going on with right. that? Why yeah. has he not said something about that? Mm -hmm. That is a show a shoe that the show has not yet dropped for us, and I kind of want to know what's going on with that. Why is it not part of this? And then again, what if, what if that's, see, cause you know, I was on the record the very first episode where we had the high sparrow, where I was thinking this guy is shifty, right? He yeah. is a schemer. He is not what he's pretending to be. Maybe he really believes in the things he does, but he is not afraid to lie and scheme to get that. And so I think it may be that they're using Cersei to get everybody else. And then when mm -hmm. Cersei's the only one that's left, that's when they drop the hammer. And it doesn't even seem like their whole thing is purity and goodness and mm -hmm. all that. Like they don't even necessarily care about those laws yeah. or moral laws. They seem to be rooting out hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and that's the ultimate. Cersei is of course the <laughs> hugest hypocrite in the whole room here. Um, and the thing is, I think that um, they also probably recognize okay, we've only just gotten this new power that we've got. We can't just go in and take out the entire court all in one go without yeah. people understanding what's happening. So we need to have these trials so people understand why we're taking down this person and yeah. why we're taking out this person. And you don't do it all at once because then everyone just says, oh, it's a coup. And then you right. treat it the whole thing differently. Yeah. How do you illegitimize the person who gave you the power? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, does that mean your power still matters if he never was truly the king? Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, uh, there are some interesting elements to it, but just watching the scenes is not my favorite thing. So I'm, I am, I'm kind of impatient for this storyline to go ahead and just, you know. Well, the, the, thankfully the scenes weren't that long. Either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, I will give them that. They, they, they took care of business and got in, got out. Yeah. So this is my objection here is definitely yeah. not on the level of what we talked about yeah, before. Yeah, it's yeah. really just a matter of, I just don't like this storyline very much. I just wish they'd go ahead and move on with it. So it's, I, otherwise I don't have a complaint. It's just not my favorite. Yep. So let's, let's finish up with the, the water gardens and, mm -hmm. and this, um, I really, I, I could nitpick. There's lots of little things about it, but overarching, I really like this change from the books. Um, I'm very happy that we have aged up Mycela because 
it gives her the chance to have some say in her own life. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that. You know, in the books, she and Tristan, they they like each other, but they're little kids. You know, it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's just being led around by her nose. Um, Oh, no, it's her eye she loses. I was about to say, which then she loses. Um, But, (laughs) but, uh, you know, in this, it's kind of nice, you know, in, in a world where there's all these unhappy marriages and she's been promised off and, and it, it she actually it's always presented them. as if she was sold off and she's in danger and she's, and it's just like, Oh, we need to get married right away. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just, they're in love yeah. mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. And, and to I, the extent she's in any danger now is really because of all, only because of stuff that happened up in King's Landing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now in the books, as soon as Oberyn died, Prince Duran put, all of the sand snakes in jail to prevent yeah. them from doing anything. But, but, but it's yeah. pretty, it meant pretty much exactly this. And it's his daughter <laughs> that ends up doing stuff. And yeah. the whole idea in this, I don't, I still don't know what their plan is for her. Yeah. And it seems like a bad time. plan yeah. because they didn't even know where she was. They just kind of like ran in, didn't know where the guards were, didn't work on an, incapacitating the guards. I, what and it was, I was just weird. I, I don't, I, I kind of like the like the story yeah. element. I will say I thought the choreography of the actual fight scene was pretty yeah. weak. Yeah, yeah. I I was I was pretty disappointed with yeah. how that all played out. It was just kind of, and I think that's just on the the direction choreography level. Yeah, is nothing wrong with the story beat. It's just they they it just Agreed. felt weak, um, especially just. You know, because the sand snakes could be really cool. We kind of set them up. They mm-hmm. each have their own weapon. It's kind of interesting. And then the three-on-two battle with Jamie and Ron. I mean, yeah. they could be like McDonald's toys. They, they, they're so you know, there's so yeah. much that you could do. You and know? so this is the one with the whip, and this I is just, the one with the knives. Yeah. Even though she's holding them wrong, and even though the the <laughs> axe is wrong, there's a lot of weapons problems. But and that's the, okay. You know, and the one's got the spear, like oh, yeah. Brandon. Yeah. But yeah, I just I was so I thought that that whole that the fight scene was kind of. Yeah, not, not so great, but mm-hmm. um, but in terms of the story level, and there was one little detail that uh, I don't know if everybody caught, and I don't know if they're going to pay it off. But first, let's point out the song that Bron was singing to Jamie yes. while they're riding in is a song specifically about you know you know what Bron had said about everyone in Dorne is like fighting or fucking right, yeah. And yep. so it's the song is kind of along those lines of. You know, to without just relaying the whole thing, basically what it comes down to is a guy sleeps with a Dornishman's wife and then is killed with a poisoned dagger as a result. And as he's laid dying, he's basically saying, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the key details in the song is the poisoned dagger. Yeah. Right. Remember what Oberyn's whole deal was and, you know, his his spear and the poison of, you know, the mountain. And Bronn was Bron sliced. takes a yeah. gash on the arm yeah. in that fight. So I'm. Yeah. I was. All, I would hope that we don't lose Bron that way, but boy, oh it seems boy. like there's some details stacking up against him there. And and it, the singing of the song, by the way, was pretty awesome, and I love how yeah. he gets cut off before everything the fans want to hear. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot like the punchline of the song. Cut to black. Well, I um, love too that like he gets cut off, but then yeah. he's actually he's like the song's really all about the ending. And yeah, kind really. of just like. <laughs> and so apparently, what I did not realize is that Jerome Flynn was part of a pop rock duo mm-hmm. back in the eighties, and I can't remember the song right off the top of my head, but it was a, a top forty song 
that he's known for. And so I was watching the video afterwards. I'm like, oh my God, that totally is him. <laughs> so the fact that he's singing, I guess all of his fans are just like rejoicing. Thankfully, they have everybody else sing, but you actually have a pop star here. Up on the roof? Yes, up on the roof. It's 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 quite good. And mm -hmm. if you play it, you'll go, oh, I know that yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing I really did enjoy, even though they got his acts wrong, um, is the uh, the personal guard yeah. of the prince. Ario Hota is his name yes. in the books. I don't think they say it. In the I film, did but... not want to try to pronounce it because we all know how I am at pronouncing that. <laughs> um, when he brings the axe down onto Jamie's neck and he says, if you were whole, this would have been a good battle. Yeah. And to me, that was just, I mean, it's so Klingon. It's like, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to fight you because it's, it's not going to be as good as it could be. Well, and this is another example, though, I think of just the direction being yeah. a little off. But uh, I, I feel like the story beat of, despite all their scheming, yeah. Doran knew what was going on. Yep. And he made them, he, he set it up so that he could catch everybody red-handed. Yes. Um, as opposed to... Everyone really thinks they're sneaking around under his nose. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like he basically sets it up mm -hmm. to work out. Um, but uh, I, I liked that. But at the same time, I feel like if you didn't have some of that context, maybe from reading the books, it might just feel weird. It's like, why do they, why do the guards suddenly show up? How does that, yeah. like, that's confusing. I agree. Think. I agree completely. I would, that, that is one of the things that I thought was lacking. I mean, it just mm -hmm. seems so random and haphazard. Yeah. Um, but I actually wanted to ask Chooch, like, did, what were, what did you think of that? And like, did you realize what was going on? That, that, that Duran was waiting for them? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I didn't. I, I thought it was weird that people are just wandering around. <laughs> yeah, like, just walk into the water garden. It's no big deal. Two white guys <clears throat> where, yeah, where your, your prince's son and the, yeah. <laughs> the princess from the, you know, your your ally where you know lots of people are upset about this and you know mm -hmm. lots of this is going on. He specifically already had this conversation with Ilaria. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it does seem a I little I thought bit... it was a little weird. I think I'm, I don't know if spoiled is the right word, but kind of like scenes from the next, you know, mm -hmm. when they do the preview, they showed Jamie and garb talking to people there. So I'm like, I know the rescue isn't going to go as planned clearly. <laughs> um, so I, I was expecting them to get caught for mm. sure. I, it was one where I was just kind of rolling with it and see mm. what happens. Nobilis had written in, um, does it seem totally ridiculous that Jamie and the sand snakes would arrive in the water gardens at the same time oh, yeah, in the I middle of the to. day without having had to sneak by anyone to get there? Yeah, yeah, it's I, <laughs> that coincidence is just a little too crazy to be a little to be believable. I could have written that better and done it within the time allotted. I I, I agree, and you know, so like, I I think we kind of need to wrap it up. We're coming yeah. up on time, yep. but uh, I mean, just like my overall thoughts of the episode. I I mean, I'm really pretty unhappy with it, despite like really liking Arya's stuff yep. and pretty much I liked Tyrion and Jorah's stuff pretty well too. But the King's Landing stuff, while being okay, is also not my favorite anyway. And then the Winterfell stuff really kind of being upsetting. Mm -hmm. And then this feeling like I don't mind the story beats, but I feel like it wasn't well executed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I don't feel like this was a bad episode, in my opinion. I, I did not like it. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So uh, shall we shall we quickly go to ratings? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I want to mention we've got a oh, yeah. well, we have another piece of feedback, but we'll okay. get to it next time. It has um, from Neela about the, oh yeah, uh, she totally schooled me. It was awesome. <laughs> Dragon scale and da, 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 yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. And she, she schools me wonderfully. She's so good. <laughs> uh, Mila, you are awesome. I love it. Um, so I can't actually access the spreadsheet right now. Um, I don't know if you oh. can pull it up. Uh, it should be scared, shared with you. It's called BTW scores. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do we want to give this? I'm giving it four out of 10 faces of the fa- mini faced God. Okay. Four out of 10 faces of the mini faced God. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I am going to give it uh, three out of ten dwarven cocks that are magical. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got signed from the other corner of the room. Viv is giving it a giant goose egg. Yeah. Giant goose egg. Goose egg, yes. Mm-hmm. I will give it uh, one gratuitous rape scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of echo what we were saying earlier, look, if, you know, if if you're listening to this and you enjoyed the episode, we're not telling you you're wrong. Oh. Mm-hmm. But this podcast is about our opinions. Yep. We hope that when you turn into this podcast, it's because you want to know what we think. And so that's what we think. Yep. If you felt differently, that's okay. Yeah, that is perfectly fine. You mm-hmm. know, um, we just, again, like there, there were a lot of story elements that were hard and uh, that's just, that's how, that's how, so it goes. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Chooch, for editing this. <laughs> In advance. In advance, I am thanking Chooch for editing yeah. this. And uh, we will see you. Hopefully this is out before Wednesday, but we will see you at Wednesday at uh, eight or nine, whenever we decide. Uh, And uh, uh, we'll do another live on air. Yeah. We'll be back to normal. Normal schedule. Normal routine. As normal as we get. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. If you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. <laughs>